Hi. How are you? Not too bad in yourself. With all due respect, let's get the small talk. Welcome to Let's Give the Small Talk, a podcast show where we talk about it all, one topic at a time. I'm your host, Tyconis Allison. With that being said, ready, set, stimulate. Let's Give the Small Talk. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to episode 125 of Let's Give the Small Talk. Today is going to be a very special episode. You want to know why? It's because today we'll be talking about the friendship between two iconic legends, Malcolm X and Muhammad Ali. Did you know they were friends? Yes, they were. However, unfortunately, as the saying goes, all good things come to an end. And that's what happened to their friendship. So we'll be diving deep into the friendship between Malcolm X and Muhammad Ali. And from there, we're going to take it a step deeper. And we're going to discuss the value of a true friend. Just how important it is to have that one, two, three, however many people it may be. But just to have a true friend. Before we get into it first, let's talk about the podcast. If you enjoy Let's Give the Small Talk and you would like to help the podcast reach its fullest potential, then by all means, please do so. All you have to do is simply text this episode link to one person in your phone so they can enjoy it as well. You guys have been doing so for such a long time. I really, really appreciate it. Please continue to do so. Thank you in advance. Thank you. All right. Let's kick this show off with a little motivation. Three, two, one. Score! Goal season is here. I repeat, goal season is here. I want to gather up all of the people in our community of progression, hear ye, hear ye, gather around, guys, gather around. I have some news for you today. One of our fellow members have scored. I need everybody to put their hands together right now. Put them together, put them together. I need a nice round of applause for for Alicia. Alicia has scored her goal, guys. She has scored. Her goal was to lose 20 pounds. And she did just that. Congratulations, Alicia. I am just honored to be able to witness your journey firsthand and I, I, I seen it all. I seen you make the sacrifices. I seen you 
opt to drink more water and eat less food and go to the gym even when you was tired and stick to your regimen and your schedule and your routine, which is the key to losing weight. You do inspire me. You have inspired me. Uh, you inspire me to lose 16 pounds myself and I'm looking to lose more because of you. Seeing you not give up, seeing you be able to be strong and tell yourself no, even though you want it more or even though you want it some dessert, you knew that that wouldn't help you get to where you were trying to go. Congratulations, dear. Congratulations. Losing 20 pounds is not easy. I'm going to be honest with you. Losing four pounds, losing five pounds is not easy. So to lose 20, I tip my hat to you. Wow. Wow. Congratulations. Everybody, once again, put your hands together. I need everybody. Put your hands together for Alicia. Nice round of applause. Once again, guys, we are nearing the finish line. Goals are being met. People are running across the finish line with their head high and giving the last ounce of energy they have left. We have seven weeks remaining. I'm looking forward to coming back here and doing more congratulations and telling you about more people who have scored their goal. With that being said, let's go ahead and jump into the friendship of Muhammad Ali and Malcolm X. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, if you didn't know, Muhammad Ali and Malcolm X, they were friends. They actually met in June of 1962, right before a Nation of Islam rally. Now, at the time, Muhammad Ali was not Muhammad Ali. He was Cassius Clay. Yes. Now, Malcolm X was Malcolm X. Everybody knows formally he was known as Malcolm Little. But when he converted to the Nation of Islam, he did receive his Islamic name, which became Malcolm X. Now, Malcolm X in 1962, he has been he, he's been making his stride. Right. He is known across the country. He's a very powerful speaker. He He's known by many. Right. Now, Muhammad Ali, I'm sorry, Cassius Clay at this time in 1962, he just won the the gold for boxing. He just won the gold medal for boxing in the 1960 Rome Olympics. Right. So his name is getting up there in the ranks. And by 1962, he's already a professional boxer and he is on his way to becoming the heavyweight champion of the world. So Malcolm X and Cassius Clay, they meet once again at this diner and Malcolm X didn't know who he was at first. He didn't, but he went along with it because he could just feel Cassius Clay's aura, right? He, he knew that, you know, this guy must have been somebody. Now, Muhammad Ali was very familiar with with Malcolm X. You know, Muhammad Ali, he was interested. He became interested in the Nation of Islam down when he was training in Miami. 
right? Then when he was training in Miami, he met another brother who was a part of the nation who was giving him the teachings and just breaking down the lessons to him. And it piqued his interest. It piqued his interest. So when he walked in the diner, right, it was a diner. He walked in the diner and he seen bodyguards standing up next to Malcolm X who was sitting down at a table. And he went and sat down at a table and they introduced themselves and they instantly became friends. They had a great deal of admiration for one another. They absolutely did. And at one point they were inseparable. You know, when Muhammad Ali beat Sonny Liston and became the heavyweight champion. And he said, I shook up the world. I shook up the world. Malcolm X was at that fight. Malcolm X prayed with him prior to the fight and told him that he believed in him. He believed that he was going to beat Sonny Liston. And Muhammad Ali was young, 22 years old. And he did it. He absolutely did it. And, uh, Wow. You should see the photo of them together uh, at a diner, right? They're at a diner and Muhammad Ali for celebrations, eating a bowl of ice cream. And Malcolm X is standing right next to him with the biggest smile on his face. You could just tell that he was so happy for his friend. So happy. Wow. And uh, they went on to be friends for some time. They went on to be friends for some time until, and here's here's the the turn story. When Malcolm X became aware of some of the transgressions of Elijah Muhammad, who was the leader of the nation of Islam, it, uh, Malcolm X didn't know what to think. He didn't know what to think anymore. Listen, if you truly believe in someone and you believe in what they're saying and they have helped you, they have helped you change your life. They have helped you see the world in a whole new view. And you love them and you admire them and you respect them. And then you find out. That uh, that that they're human. That's how I want to put it. You find out that they're human. The problem that we have sometimes as people is we put other humans on pedestals, which sets us up for heartbreak and disappointment. When Malcolm X found out that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad had multiple children with multiple different women who were all once his secretary, it shattered his belief. It shattered the way he viewed the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and He didn't keep his mouth shut. (laughs) Malcolm X, in true fashion, he spoke about it at the top of his lungs. Uh, You know, 
he felt that it was very hypocritical for Elijah Muhammad to be preaching one thing but practicing another. And we see it all the time with preachers and pastors. It's tough. It's tough because I'm going to be honest with you right here. A lot of times, many people view their pastor or preacher as a vessel to the Lord or to God. And when that person that you hold in such revere comes down to earth on the same level as you, it can really, really, really rock your world. It it really can. And it did for Malcolm X. And so when Malcolm X decided to leave the nation of Islam because of his findings, a lot of people were upset at him. They weren't upset at him leaving. They were upset that he spoke about the Honorable Elijah Muhammad in in a negative fashion. Even though there was truth to everything he said, they thought that he shouldn't come out against their leader. You know, many people perceived it to be, even though it was true, they perceived Malcolm X to be jealous of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. He wanted his spot. He wanted to be the leader. And he felt like they felt like he was trying to, you know, tarnish his name and his image. So some people just didn't want to hear it, even though it was all true. They just didn't want to hear it. And that happens too a lot in life. That happens to a lot. You know, Muhammad Ali was one of those people that uh -uh, didn't want to hear it. And so he felt like he was compelled to choose. After someone leaves the nation and speak about the leader in such fashion, either you remain their friend and you're no longer part of the nation or you stay with the nation and you're no longer their friend. You couldn't do both. You couldn't do both. Both wasn't an option. And Muhammad Ali, even though, even though it was Malcolm X that helped him convert to the nation of Islam. Malcolm X is the one who helped him make the decision to go ahead and convert and speak about it publicly, especially after the fight with Sonny Liston. You know, Malcolm X had a talk with Muhammad Ali down in Miami. I don't know if you guys ever watched that movie, One Night in Miami, when it was Jim Brown, Sam Cooke, Malcolm X, and Muhammad Ali all in a hotel room. And Malcolm X spoke about how with the celebrity and the power and the influence that Sam Cooke and Muhammad Ali and Jim Brown have, how they all need to be more vocal, how they had the power. To make a difference in the world. In the country. And ever since then. Muhammad Ali became more vocal. About social issues. And injustice. And equality. So once again. They were great friends. They got along very well. Uh, But then there was a fork in the road. 
And they did actually cross paths in Africa. And Malcolm X was calling out to Muhammad Ali, Muhammad, Muhammad. And Muhammad Ali looked over at him and said, you turned your back on Elijah Muhammad. And he just kept walking. And so the friendship was obviously shattered, broken. And uh, shortly after that, Malcolm X was assassinated. And even if they wanted to, they didn't have the time to rekindle and get back on the same page. And before Muhammad Ali passed away, he was asked what is one of the things that he regret. And he said he regret not working it out with Malcolm X. He said everything he said came true. Crazy, huh? Crazy. So the religion that brought them together was also the religion that broke them apart. And the reason why I wanted to share this story with you is because I wanted to talk about the power of friendship, the true value of a friend. When you're young, you truly believe that everybody is your friend. You feel like you have all the friends in the world. And when you get older, right, when you start to mature and when life happens to you and, you know, things change, you begin to realize how many friends you actually have. Now, there are some people that still do have many friends. And there are some people out there who only have one friend. And it is truly based on the individual, how some people perceive the word friend. Some people hold it more dear than others. Some people more casual, more loose. Hey, it's to each his own, right? One of the things I realized for me, just personally, is... When you have a true friend, it is your duty. It is your duty to maintain that relationship, that friendship, for as long as you can. Because true friends, they don't come and go. True friends are here to stay. Now, a friendship goes both ways. It's a two-way street. What we learn when we're younger is if a friendship is lopsided, that friendship's going to come to an end, right? It's supposed to be beneficial to each other. That's what friendships are. That's what relationships are. How do I benefit from this? How do you benefit from this? How do we benefit from each other? It's, it goes hand in hand. See, if you don't have somebody meeting you halfway, if you don't have somebody making the effort to call or text or to see you, and it feels like it's just you doing everything, 
that's going to cause a strain on the friendship. It is. It is, man. You know, my good brother Malcolm, we've been friends for over 20 years now. And when people talk to us about how how did you guys do it? How are you doing it? And one of the things I always say is uh, Malcolm and I, not only do we have similar backgrounds and upbringings, but we have a mutual respect for one another. A genuine mutual respect. And when you have that, whatever that happens in life, we begin and we end with that mutual respect. Always. Always. And uh, it's crazy, man. It's crazy to be able to have somebody that you can call up at one o'clock in the morning and tell them that you found out that you were being cheated on and and you're moving out and you're leaving. And they just wake up out of their sleep and they're trying to talk you through it. They're trying to walk you through it. To have someone there that you can call at three o'clock in the morning and say, my brother, it's happening all over again. I can't believe this. I'm leaving. And they they talk you through it and they they calm you down and let you know, I'm sorry, my brother, but it's going to be all right. You've been through this before. You can do it again. To call someone up and say, hey, man, I, I've been sleeping on my cousin's twin air mattress for the last three weeks, trying to save up this money to get my own place. And I'm about $400 short of the security deposit and first and last. Is there any way you can, you know, just spot me and I'll pay you back in a couple of weeks? And they say, my brother, where do you want it sent? No questions asked. To be able to call someone up and just simply talk about the joys of fatherhood. To be able to call someone up and and talk about who you're going for in the Super Bowl. To be able to call someone up and just sit underneath the stars and talk about our goals and dreams and the love of our lives. That's a... Wow, that's irreplaceable. That's irreplaceable. And that's why it hurt me hearing this story about Malcolm X and Muhammad Ali because all of that could have been them plus more. But things got in the way. And so... If you have a friendship out there that means the world to you, I'm just encouraging that you do whatever it takes to maintain it and uh, don't let it slip away. Friends, they're not easy to come by. They're not. Not true friends. Now you have your people you may go hang out with and spend time with, but I'm talking about that person you could call up. The only person that you feel like will understand where you're coming from. Even if you're making no sense at all, 
They feel you. They feel your pain and where you're coming from. That. That's a true friend. So, hang on to them. Hang on. With that being said, let's go ahead and jump into our next segment. Have a treat. As you know, each and every episode, I recommend something for you to do, something for you to read, and something for you to watch because you deserve to treat yourself. You absolutely do. You cannot pour from an empty cup. So grab a fork. It's time for a treat. What I recommend that you watch is a brand new documentary on Netflix, and it's called Blood Brothers. And it's the story of Malcolm X and Muhammad Ali. Now, I gave you a brief rundown of what occurred, but there are many, many more details. You get the insight of Malcolm X, you get the insight of Muhammad Ali, and then you get the insight of them together. And you hear from Muhammad Ali's daughters, and you hear from Muhammad Ali's brother, and you hear from Malcolm X's daughters, and oh man, you hear from people from the Nation of Islam. You hear from historians, you hear from Dr. Cornell West, you hear from so many people talking to you about Muhammad Ali and Malcolm X and the bond that they had until they didn't. So check it out. It's on Netflix. It is called Blood Brothers. Now for something to read. What I recommend that you read is one of Malcolm X's speeches. As you guys know, Malcolm X is one of the most profound speakers that this country has ever had. Till this day, if you go to YouTube and listen to his interviews or hear his speech, it's just like, wow, that guy, ugh, he has it. He has it. And the speech I recommend that you read, just go to Google, type in Malcolm X by any means necessary. By any means necessary. I want you to read it. And if you want, go to YouTube. I want you to hear some of it. Some of it's on YouTube. You guys, check it out. Check it out. You will not be disappointed. And now for something to do. What I recommend that you do. Call your friend. Call your friend. Check up on them. Hey, I don't care if you just called them this morning or just last night. Call them right now. And just see how they're doing. Okay? All right. Thank you so much for listening. I deeply appreciate it. If you enjoyed this episode, please send it to your friend and your phone and many others. Thank you. Before you leave, I want to leave you with this quote. Do small things with love. Thank you.